Welcome to this episode of Hangout with Sujata. And today I have a very, very special guest. She's Priya. And I will not take away from who she is because uh, it should come out in her story. Plus, it will be there in her bio. But she is somebody I have seen uh, from when she was young and an aspiring artist. And she has blossomed into a lovely uh, person. And um, I'm so privileged and honored to be featuring her today. So Priya, thank you for coming to this show. Would you, do you have anything to say before I'm I start? I'm so with excited. Thank you for having me because it's so refreshing, the concept that you have. Um, you know, it's so different. I think it's, you know, it, takes, it took me back into my life and kind of revealed parts of me that I think I've suppressed for so long. When we first chatted about this and I was like, oh, I don't have any songs. You yeah. know, I was like, where am I going to find these songs from? But then when I sat and I was like, they kept coming and I was like, wow, okay. You kind of numb yourself so much when you, you know, going through life. And this kind of really gave me like this sense of awakening and I'm feeling really recharged. So thank you for that. You're most welcome. So I'm very intrigued, interested to hear your story as I'm sure my audience will be. So with that, I'm going to go to the first song, which is Kaun Hai Jo Sapno Me Aya. It's a Hindi yeah. song for the audience, yeah. you know. Okay, let's hear it.
So this song is very, very special because my father, when he was 23 years old, around the age of 23, had a dream where he was going to have a daughter. And so, and when he had this dream, this song came, came in his mind. So that's when he decided that, you know, when he does get married and starts a family, he only wants one child and he wanted a daughter named Priya. So I find it really funny that my parents actually met on through a matrimonial ad in the newspaper. So I'm a product of a newspaper advertisement. <laughs> so even though my dad was Telugu Maharashtra and my mom was Tamilian, I guess it just so happened that, you know, they got married because of this ad in the paper. And the first uh, time they met, I think in the reception or whenever that they met and they were having a conversation, my dad was like, I want one child. I want her to be a daughter and I want her name to be Priya. And all of that was because of this song. And um, a lot of times people always ask me if, oh, you know, for the movies, have you changed your name to Priya? I was like, why would I pick the most common name? But, but yeah, so it's because of the song that I was named. So it's always a very special kind of song. And, you know, I think fathers are very important for girls. And um, my dad and I have a very different relationship. It's not as communicative as me and my mom would be. I think it's easier for moms and daughters to sit and spend a lot of time, but I know that I'm the apple of his eye and I know that he'd do anything for me. And he wanted me even before he was married when he was a young man himself. So I think that means a lot to me. 
Yeah, actually, you know, that's what I say. The songs always have special meanings, you know, for different people. And uh, while I was listening to it, in, incidentally, this, I, this is one of my favorite songs also. And I was thinking Priya's name is there, must be having some special meaning. And you see uh, but uh, yes, uh, you know, I, what I like about this part of yours is that your father was very clear. I mean, a lot of people, when they meet, they have lots of things to say to their would-be partners. And your father was very clear about having that one child and one daughter. And luckily, uh, and you know, this thing that he had, you imagine if it was a boy, then so, you know, it? the funny story is my dad said, if we have a daughter, we'll name him Priya. Only if we don't have a daughter, we have a son. We'll try for another child. He only wanted a child, like, you know, one child, one daughter. So my okay. name would have been Arjun if I was a boy. So my mom was in Chennai for my delivery and my dad was in Hyderabad. And when they took her to the hospital, they were really scared that if it was a boy, my dad wouldn't come see me. You know, <laughs> so that's how much he wanted a little girl. And the funny thing is my dad, Growing up, I always heard him say, oh, this is my daughter. She should be a submarine commander. She should be a gynecologist. She should be this. She should be that. And I became everything except for that, which was an actor. So I, you know, I always say I can pretend to be all those things now, but it's quite interesting that. <laughs> but I, but as you said that you are the apple of his eye, so I'm sure he's proud of, you know, how you have turned out. Doesn't matter what he thought you to be. You know, when I first decided to move back to India, um, you know, obviously my parents found that very confusing because they worked really hard, you know, to bring me out of India and give me like kind of open up the opportunities for me and um, give me a better, you know, standard of living and, you know, give me more exposure. And I wanted to go back to India. And my dad was like, you know, and you're going back to this industry where they're going to really, pretty much strip you naked, right? Make you yeah. feel really significant. He said, you're this really happy, go lucky girl. And I don't want you to lose your spirit. And you know, when you have to face so much rejection, but like him, I was extremely ziddy and I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I missed India so much. I wanted to be in India, stay with my grandparents and kind of pursue movies in, in whatever form and whatever way that I could. And uh, once he saw that I could handle myself, he's like completely like, chilled out and you know my decisions really made uh no impact he was just happy I was doing what I wanted to do so you always wanted to be an actor you know I always wanted to do something with the movies with one of my songs uh we'll talk about that so I can kind of dwell then (laughs) okay good so with that I go to the next song which is Mola Ekul right yes okay Oh. 
Okay, that's a very different song from the first one. <laughs> I know, right? Unexpected, even for me. I don't know when or how I uh, got introduced to Abida Parveen, and I just am obsessed with her voice. Um, Sufism, Sufi songs, and all these kind of things evoke a lot of like feelings inside of me. And this is a song I actually listen to every single day. I start my day with this song once wow. I'm done with meditation. I'm not extremely religious. I don't follow anything in particular. Um, but for some reason, this this song just gives me a lot of hope. Like, you know, there is something more powerful than us. Um, there is a reason to things that, you know, we go through. We're not just hamsters in a wheel. So for some reason, her voice and this song gives me a lot of hope. And it just kind of is a way I like to kind of start my day. A lot of people don't understand it. But this is, I start my day with this song, Mala Ekul. No, uh, I think uh, if it resonates with you and like you have, uh, you know, clearly mentioned that it touches something in you, then that's yeah. what it is, right? It's not for everybody to understand uh, yeah. what uh, what uh, touches you or doesn't touch you. So I think and it's... That's uh, the beauty of music now, right? Like you can yeah. kind of do anything, not know the languages, not understand anything that they're saying and not particularly having experienced it, but it kind of still has a way of moving you. So it's her voice and, you know, the way that the song is. And it was a live kind of performance that really got to me. Yeah, music is a form of communication where you don't even need to know the words or the language. You know, it can just touch you just by the lyrics or by the music or whatever it is. And each one has a different interpretation. That's what I like about, you know, when I listen to people's choices. That is so fascinating. At different points in life, each song has a different yes. meaning. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so with that, I go to the next song, uh, which is Pani Pani Re. Yeah. 
Okay, let's hear it. Oh boy. So this song had a lot of meaning to me at one point and is, like I said, this interview, trying to come up with this list kind of took me back to places of my life that I've suppressed and just forgotten and kind of um, don't even think of like, you know, at any given point. So it kind of was really interesting for me. This song at one point meant so much because, you know, I was living in the US, I was missing India a lot and I was extremely patriotic and I was like, I have to be in my country with my people. And, you know, this song, this movie matches and this song had such an impact on me. And also like most people living in America, you know, I used to have all these odd jobs I used to do for money. And one of them was my first job was I was a gardener. Second job was obviously the babysitting, the usual stuff. But one of the things I also used to do was sing. And me and a friend called Neeraj Gokhale, we used to go to people's parties, Desi parties, and we used to be their entertainment. <laughs> so, so we used to do karaoke, sing in all these Diwali functions and everything. So Pani Pani Re was the first song I sang by myself without my singing partner Neeraj. And, you know, music and everything I've forgotten so much of over these last years of just being in India, that it's a part of my life that this song kind of really um, brings back this vulnerable version of me where I feel really exposed. And so this song does that for me. Actually, uh, I like that song. And uh, Tabu is also a favorite actress of mine. And... Uh, yeah, it's a powerful song also. If you listen to the lyrics, the okay. words are extremely powerful. So they have a lot of meaning. And uh, yeah, very good choice. And okay, you sang it there. I wish I could have a recording of when you sang it there. But I, I, always, think of, I always think of all these random uh, parties that we used to go to. We used to travel, you know, a couple of hundred miles to go sing in people's homes. And for them, if they kind of recognize me from... <laughs> Their function must be so random that, oh, an actress used to come sing at our parties. But yeah, we used to get paid for it. And that was a way of making some money on the side. So how much would they pay you for singing? You know, I don't even remember. A couple hundred dollars maybe. But whatever it was, it was like, you know, we did what we loved at that point was singing. And then we got to kind of eat good Indian food, dress up and, and just go entertain like aunties and uncles for like 30 minutes or an hour. Okay. Interesting. So with that, we go to the next song, which is Manhattan. Yes. Sorry, sorry. 
for obvious reasons because it's Sri Devi. Anyone who knows me has known I've been obsessed with her since I was a little girl. Like when I say obsession, this is before obviously all the Instagram and social medias when you had access to celebrities. I yeah. would sit after school, I would draw her artwork, I would write her letters and I would like beg my parents to mail it to her to Chennai because that's where her house was back in the day. And I was just obsessed with her. And when you asked me this question about did I always want to be in the movies, one of the biggest and the only, I think, reason I am so enamored by cinema was watching Sri Devi on screen, watching her performances, just watching her kind of draw you into her world. So for me, when uh, English English happened and when people uh, initially asked me to go audition for the part because they were auditioning for girls all over the world, I refused to do it. And I was like, I'm not going to embarrass myself. I definitely cannot perform. I can't go act next to Sri Devi. Like, I don't even want to like embarrass myself with this audition tape. But I got like pushed into it by one of my directors, Mr. Jendra. And uh, I got the part. So this song is very special. It could have been any song from English to English because, you know, I got to spend that much time with her and kind of forever for the rest of my life I have this footage but this song especially because I was just being myself with her and um, she would always look at me and she like this one day she like kind of like hit me in the back of my head she's like Priya you see me every day but you get so excited and I was like you don't understand I've been obsessed with you all my childhood I used to cry to my mom and be like, why did you name me Priya? Why can't my name be Pooja? Because that was her name in Lamhe. I was just so obsessed with her to have worked with her, to have spent the kind of time that we did, especially this song. It was so cold in New York when we were shooting it. She was in a sari and I was in little dresses. Uh, so, you know, we just, we have so many moments between each montage where we'd run into a coffee shop and like get warm. Like she would hold me because she was cold and she was missing her daughters. And I mean, like, I just don't understand how me, like this normal middle-class girl with just like sparkly eyes came here and has gotten to be able to do all these things. You know, she's someone I've admired so much. So I've spent that kind of time with her to not only have worked with her, but also get the recognition that I got from English to English. Like even now I'm recognized from that film and that's like my claim to fame. And I'm, I, I just, I, I don't know, life is just so amazing and beautiful. Yeah, it was uh, fascinating to watch you, you know, you were uh, running around and uh, look, Sri Devi's moments with you is like a cherished thing because you dreamt about it and then finally it came true. How many people's dreams actually with, you know, stars come true, but it came true. So that will always stay with you, right? You can watch the footage over and over again, relive your moments with her. That you know, is one super. of the biggest aha moments in life, you know, when there's time, five things in life that if you have to think about. One of them for me was watching English English for the first time in a preview theater. It was this scene where I go give her her phone and I say, Masi, aap sirf ladu banane ke liye nahi hui. And I saw someone, someone next to me, I hear a voice saying, ha, and clapped. And it was Rajni, it was Rajni watching me and Sri Devi on screen. And I was like, how does this happen? Like I had goosebumps. I was like trying to pinch myself. I was like, this is, this is life. Like, this is amazing. This is how beautiful things can turn out, you know, if you just want it. Yeah, exactly. If you want it and you manifest it, I think, because you want it so badly. That's right. My life is about manifestation. I manifest the shit out of everything. <laughs> okay. Fortunately, the good and the bad, I must say. What, what do you mean by the bad? Um, that'll come further along in our next songs. <laughs> 
<laughs> one thing i'm i'm now being the excited uh, one in you know like you with sri devi have probably the roles reverse now i'm so excited <laughs> to hear about everything that you have done that you know okay so with that i go to the next song which is raja kumara a tamil song right this is a kannada song oh. uh from a movie that i acted in called rajkumara and with one of the most special amazing uh people that i've ever met got to meet got to kind of mm. witness and be in their presence dr puneet rajkumar is very 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 blessed to be a part of this film it was my first film with him in kannada um this movie is special for so many reasons one because it was the first time i worked on such a big film it's such a big hero the movie broke it was like all time industry records it was one of the biggest kind of films at that time 
But uh, more than any of that, uh, Puneet has been one of the most influential people in my life. Unfortunately, he's no more. But again, like things that I don't understand is how little me, no connection with this industry, got to kind of come in here, meet people like him, work on his biggest films, work, you know, I'm, I, I was the actress in his last film and James, which released on his birthday. So I don't understand how these things, I, I wonder, you know, if it's written, it can't be a coincidence. It can't just happen random at random. But the most influential person in my life, anyone who uh, has listened to the song would know the lyrics are just so apt for him. I've never met someone as kind and as deserving of all the adulation that he's gotten and continues to receive. And he'll receive it for as long as all of us are alive because he's, he's just left an impact on everyone. And I think anyone that has a basic small two minute interaction with him, you know, he left the same impact on as, and me and I've spent like years with him, working with him. Usually, you know, like coming into the movies as an outsider, after a bit, you kind of, uh, you kind of like look at people and, you know, I feel very bad when I see the audience kind of idealizing actors, you know, because you know that they're not the kind of characters that they're portraying on screen. Not all of them are nice people. Not all of them are kind. Not all of them kind of uh, work on themselves consciously. Uh, you know, they're, they're not larger than life people. And he was the only one that I've ever worked with that I've ever met in all these years that was deserving of every little praise and love and everything that he got. And he was um, just so, he lived his life so consciously and he lived it with awareness and he lived it in the present state. Like I've never seen him not smile. Uh, his smile still haunts me. And I feel like he's one of my guardian angels. I honestly keep talking to him all the time. Um, his loss has, left a big impact, but I still feel like he's just somewhere around. I don't think any of us who loved him and spent any time with him kind of accept that he's not around because his presence is still like constantly felt. And he's very, 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 a big, big, very important part of my life going forward also. I'll always cherish the time with him. You're very right about uh, people Id idealizing stars, you know, because uh, in my own capacity, when I was a journalist and all, I've hobnobbed with the stars. I've written about them and I've been on sets and all. And when you see them up close, you realize that they're just like any other people in the it's sense that people hard. forget that this is a profession, right? Just as you would see other professionals, we don't take the actors as professionals. Uh, but since there is so much of glamour associated with this industry, whether it's Bollywood, Hollywood, Tollywood, or whatever it is, that, you know, the thing is there that a star is always idolized, looked, and they never really put them out, put them on as normal human beings, you know, and you rightly put it that they're not always good and kind and all that. Some of them are so arrogant and all. See, that's the thing that you are such a down to earth person. And I hope, Priya, that you will continue to be like this, because that is what makes you stand apart as an actor. I'm quite known to have, uh, I won't take names, but to have bypassed uh, real big celebrities on sets, just walk past them. Because uh, for me, the person matters. I mean, you could yeah. be a star, but that is all, you know, it's like a shelf life. When That's your stone goes, then you're back to you being you, right? Just uh, this thing. And that's when people who really care for you will be around you. So for me, my mom always used to tell me success is like a truth pill. Um, yes. 
only what's inside will come out. It's not that, you know, oh, after money, this person's changed. It's always, it was always there within. And I always feel that, you know, your looks, who you're born to, the kind of background you come from, even the audience kind of, if they kind of accept you or not, none of this is in our control. And the only thing control is how I choose to live my life every day as a person. Um, who am I as Priya, not Priya Anand, this character that, you know, is seen on screen. Um, so that's very important. And he is, he is someone that has lived his life that way. Um, he's obviously born into such a big family, but he's still kind of always connected with people and whatever that their life experiences were. He never was arrogant. We were shooting in Mysore, I remember, at least 200 people waiting in line to take pictures with him. And he took pictures with every single one of them. You know, he's a superstar. He doesn't need to be so kind and accommodating. People would carry like carriers of tiffin for him, food, you know, home-cooked food. Um, nowadays, I feel like a lot of times people just want to take pictures with a celebrity to put it on Facebook or on their WhatsApp status. They don't really care. Sometimes they'll take a picture and be like, Aapka naam kya hai? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right, okay. for you, I might be the Ambarsariya girl. If you're from Malayalam, like Kerala or something, I'm like the Leila Kume girl. So, but, uh, you know, like with him, people kind of see him as part of their family. You see a lot of homes now, they hang his pictures in the puja room you know, and uh, so deserving of all of that. And only after his death, people got to know all the things that he's done, like so charitable, just a lovely, lovely, hu exemplary human being. Yeah, and uh, since you are saying it, I think I will take that praise as really high praise because knowing you, you wouldn't be saying it otherwise. So you're not somebody who's just saying it for the sake of saying. So I... I agree with what you are saying about him. These are the only two movie songs on my list, I promise. I'm not self-obsessed. I have a lot of lovely love songs and a lot of beautiful songs in my career, but all my songs that have been connected with my movies have only been because of how impactful Sri Devi and Puneet were in my life. So I'm not, I'm not a little obsessed as, you know. <laughs> Having my songs on my plate. No, no, no. I think what what I uh, what I hear from you is that you really respect these individuals and you have seen them up close. So you are observant of you know the little they may be having their little flaws or their characteristics and all, but that makes up for the whole of the person, right? And that is what has touched you because you, uh, I mean, they've earned your respect. Let me put it that way. It's not your idealization of these two characters. I think they've earned your respect somewhere. You know, I always say this when you're working with someone, yes. you kind of get to know them yes. in those months a lot more than you could know someone you were dating for over a year because you see them, you know, in such close proximity for such long hours. You know how they behave when they're tired, when they're cranky, when they're happy. You know how yes. they interact with people that have money and can do something for them. You know how they treat people that are below them and work for them. Um, you know, so many aspects of their personalities get revealed that you can't, even with modern dating of, you know, over a year. So movies have been very interesting that way. I think um, my judgment of people or like um, my sense of kind of just grasping the core of the essence of someone has really sharpened because of doing all these movies and meeting hundreds of people. Exactly. Because it's not what they're on stage. It's what they're off stage. Everything but... <laughs> Exactly. Okay, with that, I go to the next song, which is Smile, Nat King Cole. Smile. 
beautiful song and beautiful words it's one of my favorite songs and like i said we were talking about earlier how you know songs have different meanings at different times when i was in high school is when i you know listened to the song first in my music class and i, I would for some reason always keep singing it and you know it was just like oh charlie chaplin wrote this song and interesting lyrics you know with life life had i had an experience enough of life at that point to really find the depth in such simple lyrics but i think as an actor especially as an actor but also as adults you know when you're kind of juggling so many different aspects and roles in your life but as an actor for me no matter what i'm going through in my personal life no matter what is happening no matter how lost i feel or how hopeless i'm feeling i'm always meant and supposed to be putting on this front you know it's like no matter what like a happy face a cheerful face because like you also mentioned nobody kind of sees you as a person you know who's flawed and whose life happens to everybody so for me through so many parts of my life like people have never known behind that smiling face that there was so much inner turmoil and so much confusion and loss and pain and suffering but i've always that with 
a cheerful smile. Um, so this song has a lot of new meaning, you know, when as you experience life and you grow older and life happens. Uh, so this song is, I think, the true definition of what my life is all about. Um, no matter how grounded in reality I want to be as me as a person, I'm still Priya Anand when I step out of the house. You know, no one wants to see Priya. They want Priya Anand as not to kind of make myself feel bigger than I am or whatever, but people want to see that version that they watch on camera, uh, you know, so they want that happy person. And I always say every day is a work day and every day is a holiday for me because the minute I step out, I have to be cheerful. I have to be put on that act and I have to kind of um, put my best foot forward in, you know, in terms of a meeting or even meeting someone, a stranger that comes up to you or anybody. So this song has a lot of meaning and importance in my existence, I guess. No, actually, you know, what I would say, uh, you know, in normal everyday life, people are always acting, okay? People always have a mask. You have a double mask, the actors, because you are on stage and you're acting. You might be feeling ill that day. You may not want to do this thing. Uh, you might be having some trouble, but you're yeah. expected, you know, when lights, camera action happens, you just have to go into it, right? So you're not able to cry when you uh, when you want to cry you might have to do a cheerful song or you might have to do a hilarious comedy I don't know but I think it's the toughest thing to do especially since I know that in normal daily life I cannot act for nuts so you know if you don't know how to put on a facade it's like wearing two double suits I can yeah. be really hot and you know suffocating at times I mean the, I'm giving an analogy so much as you would like to go out there's a price to pay for your stardom you see, when you go out, as you said, it's the Priyanand, right? Sometimes you might just want to go out and just be Priya, right? And for you to have that anonymity or you to have that, but uh, this is what happens with your profession. So once you have that, you have you know, to- One of the most, uh, this song, one of the parts and times of my life that really sticks out for me was, I was shooting for Rajkumara with Puneet in, in Bangalore and I just got news around 1.32 a.m. in the morning that um, someone that I was very, very close to, who was like my little brother who was staying with me for years had passed away in a bike accident. Um, and it was, it was uh, obviously shocking. And I had to wait till the morning to take the first flight out. And I, was, I, I, I left to the airport as soon as I heard the news because I didn't want to like, you know, miss the flight. I couldn't sit in my room anymore and I just wanted to come back home. And, um, I remember just sitting there by my gate and I was just sobbing. I was so uncontrollable, miserable by myself, sitting there crying and crying. And obviously people are seeing a girl cry, but still I had someone come up to me and like kept trying to take pictures with me. And I was like, don't you see me cry? Like, what is this obsession that we've all now have with social media and constantly wanting to have something to post about? Um, so, you know, I, I don't have issues going out to eat or anything like that. I don't have issues with people coming up to me, but I think there's a time and a place. And especially when you're seeing someone hurting and that's not a time to kind of uh, dehumanize them and their experiences and just want a picture. So other than that, I, I don't take any of my work in any of that image seriously enough to kind of be bothered by it. But that was one time that I was, I was really disappointed that, you know, this is what life has come down to that we kind of, um, we can't really acknowledge what somebody else is so visibly going through. Absolutely. That's true. 
And uh, the obsession part of it with, as I said, the stars is something that people just don't get over with. So, you know, you like now, you know, it's beyond stars because because of social media, everyone wants to be an influencer. Everyone wants to kind of have a projection of themselves and their lives out for somebody else, uh, yep. for some, uh, somebody else's consumption. And everyone's kind of from actors to everyday people are kind of trying to project the best, most idyllic fairy tale version of themselves, which is not anywhere nearly grounded in reality. Um, and which is unfortunate that we feel that we need to do that. Um, I always, you know, make fun of people saying before COVID, you'd see a lot of amazing posts that my husband's so lovely, my wife is so amazing. And after COVID, all of that has gone because everyone's gotten to spend too much time with each other. <laughs> right. uh, in COVID, the funny thing was that everything came out. So whatever was hidden under the carpet came out, you know, so uh, there was nowhere to hide. You were locked up really 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 locked up so there was no way to put on an act and so now we suddenly have this thing about mental health and well-being because there's nowhere to hide so all the relationships which were actually behind the scenes hidden they all came out in the front you know so yeah but so, social media and influencing is something actually one cannot escape from because if you have a message also you have no choice like you know when i wrote my book my autobiography i've been against social media but then i was convinced i was made to fall in line and go into social media because that's the only way uh, that my story could be heard so yeah. everything right it's amazing and then it has the opposite effect it could be as yeah. good and as, depends on how you use it social media can be so amazing in changing and transforming lives especially like you said with mental health there's so much information available so many yeah. podcasts like Instagram little bits short videos that you can listen to and then there's also the superly superficial draw you into this blinged out world and not anywhere grounded in reality so it's it's you know, like a yeah I agree <laughs> okay so with that I go to the next song which is Asai Mugam which is my beloved face okay Asai Mugam Marandu poche Nyaridam solve nadi Poori
Oh, <laughs> 
favorite 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 bharatiyar's poems bharatiyar is one of the most amazing poets out of tamil nadu and uh, my favorite musician sikkil guru charan and pianist anul anil shrinivasan has composed this version there's lots of versions but this one's my favorite so aase mugam means my beloved's face so this uh, song i think bharatiyar wrote it uh, when he kind of lost the only picture he had of his mother um so you know how this song just reminds me so the person funny enough that introduced me to sikkil guru charan and anand shrinivasan was a friend of mine called yuvraj vivek we fondly called him thumbs mrinali was also friends with him um and he's no more and this song is just a memory that uh i hold so dear to me because just the lyrics and uh you know with time with experiences you forget the details that you you know you spent with that person the time that you spent with them the things that you did and uh and then eventually all that's left is the fragrance that they left behind and this song is in essence everything that i feel about um my my dear friend yuvraj vivek so um you know the as time goes by and as you lose more people that you really truly care about you it kind of with his passing his was the first kind of major loss i faced in my life he was a big part of me uh and my journey when i just started doing movies and for the fact that he wasn't there to see my first true big success was so painful and i went through life um you know deep down there was always this sense of sorrow but on, on the surface i was going through life like i said smile though your heart is aching and um I never realized uh you know when that kind of shifted my personality and kind of made this this um this inner this inner world had become so different from the outer world and um it was because of this kind of loss that I've never kind of experienced that kind of loss uh he was my brother my best friend my additional parents my everything and um then when ashwin passed away as i mentioned um it kind of snapped me out of it because when thumbs had passed away i thought this was a once in a lifetime pain and i was never going to experience something as dreadful as that and then when ashwin passed away it kind of snapped me out in a way and and i realized hey life is going to keep happening um you know and i just kind of have to have a better way of functioning and going through with it um but i think uh this song is just about these two people who have had such an impact in my life and um you know as time goes by i kind of the memories fade and i know um the the amount of time i sit actively thinking about them or the pain and the sorrow with which i was thinking about them has changed but but the fragrance that they've left behind the impact that they've had on me and um their presence that they made felt in their life for me will always remain so this song is very in memory of of these people and were they young when they passed away very young um my friend vivek was 24 when he passed away and ashwin was 21 when he passed away um both through road accidents different kinds one was a car and one was a bike um you know life can just change in a second right like it's so unpredictable good and bad nothing is constant and um 
you know, when things happen by accident, we're not prepared for it. And the family that gets left behind, I can't imagine the, you know, the pain parents have to kind of go through watching their children kind of um, pass on before them is unimaginable. And, you know, three of the most important people that I always thought that I'll have, that'll be a part of my life for the rest of my life and no more. Um, Vivek, Ashwin and Puneet. So it's, it's a lot. And I kind of... Um, realize that you know you have to live in the moment you have to kind of one thing all three of them had in common is that they were amazing people they were god's children and they lived their life in the moment with joy and laughter and kind of just made their presence felt and created an impact on everyone's life around them and i think those are things that i've taken away that you know that's the kind of person that i want to be that's how i would want to be remembered um instead of just going through floating through life i kind of feel like okay what is it that you know I want someone to describe me as and that's the version of myself that I want to try and build and and create and be more of yeah see it's not the length of life but in a short space if they can leave a memory or or their stamp on people's heart and soul that is what is important and that's what I think these three left with you and sometimes the best go young i have not understood why it happens but, it's yeah. unfair but you know i at least have had the honor of kind of experiencing yeah. their exactly. life yeah. yeah okay with that we go to the next song which is unforgettable and not not natalie cole not king cole Thank you. 
I have heard this song and it's a beautiful song. I, I'm obsessed with Nat King Cole and I love this song so much. It just, um, I think this is my idyllic kind of love where it's simple, but like it's also two equals. You know, I hate that, that term of, oh, my better half. I don't understand that. You know, I feel like, especially recently, as I've experienced life and relationships, I've spent so much time working on myself consciously, um, trying to be the best version of myself that I also want, I not only want to be unforgettable for someone, but I also want someone to have the same impact on me and my life. You know, I, I don't want to be the better one and I don't want someone to be the better version of, you know, themselves. I want, I want two equals kind of coming together and creating life of their own and still having their own individual lives and, you know, uh, things going on. So this is my idyllic version of love. If I were to experience it again, this is how I would want it to be. Experience it again? Oh. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm old enough, auntie. I've had a little bit here and there. <laughs> but, like, but, but yeah, so I think, you know, it's so confusing going through life and kind of for me, especially this interview and getting ready for this interview, making this song list has been so interesting um, to kind of think about these songs and think about different versions of me from different points in my life. And I see so much of me has changed and then so much of my core still remains the same. And I kind of, honestly, this interview has made me want to kind of go back and find that version of me who's extremely sensitive, who's extremely idealistic and extremely, um, romantic and um and um yeah so i i think with what this industry what are who's got a little lost in the way would you say oh sorry so i feel like the core version of me was extremely idealistic extremely romantic extremely sensitive um and you know i think with this work that i do and with having to have come here and done all of this on my own i've had to kind of toughen up and hustle and, uh, you know, build this kind of exterior, like the shield. And um, I think I want to kind of go away with it. I think the time has come that I kind of find my way back to me and, and the best version of me. And uh, to me, the song and the kind of love that uh, the old school kind of love and romance is, is my thing. So I think it's, um, yeah, so it's something that the song always makes me happy. And not just this, there's another one uh, by Nat King Cole, When I Fall in Love. It'll be forever or I'll never fall in love. And and I'm like, okay, like there's this dilemma that, you know, do does do relationships like that exist? Is it practical today with people being so individualistic with social media, with uh, people being um, not living their life rooted in awareness and consciousness? Is that even possible? But, you know, so when I listen to this song, I just feel like, screw it I'm just gonna go for it and I'm just gonna wing it and I'm gonna be whatever you know that I interestingly want to kind of be so you have not found the true love as of you now I don't know what true love is I have been in love and mm -hmm. I uh, 
been in love and I feel like, you know, it didn't work out. It was a long relationship. Um, but I, from the day that it ended, I had no hard feelings because I kind of knew that whatever lessons that I had to learn through that relationship was the only way that I would have learned it. I wouldn't have listened or I wouldn't have taken the hints if it came through somebody else. So I had to lose the most important thing for me to find the most important thing for me, which was myself. I think as a lot of women, we kind of get lost in a relationship. Um, you know, on the outside, I was extremely independent, but on the inside, I was just putting somebody else's needs and my dreams for them, their dreams for themselves and wants ahead of me. And um, so uh, the last few years have been truly amazing where I feel like I am at the happiest that I've ever been. I, I am at the best version of myself that I've ever been. And um, I kind of, um, I'm really like, I think truly happy for a change because I have me for myself for the rest of my life. And so if I meet someone, they're gonna meet the best version of me and I'm not gonna accept anything less than, you know, someone living their life consciously, choosing every day to be the better person and the best version of themselves. How are you so wise for your age? I think too much has happened and happens. And Actually, I, I, you, you know, life has happened a lot with you. And considering that you are in a profession where, you know, you meet all kinds of people. So the life lessons are even more because I always say people matter and people are the, you know, the relationships with different people is what gives us the life lessons. So I think That's you had at a very young age, a wide spectrum of, you know, observing people. I think you observe people and you've learned a lot. So just stay grounded as you are because uh, don't ever... I'm extremely fortunate because you know I grew up um, I grew up in Chennai and Hyderabad I spent a lot of my summers in my village in uh, Kumbakonam with my great-grandmother with my great-great-grandmother and my grandmother so I've kind of seen really strong women capable women women that ran the show and then I got the experience of going and living in America and like going through high school and college and finding myself, my adult life, my adult version of myself, I kind of formed and developed over there. And then moving back to India and the whole hoopla of, you know, movies, the circus, and um, fortunately five different industries I've gotten to work with. So with that has opened up so many different kinds of people, different kinds of cultures and lifestyles and mindsets. Um, so yeah, I think my biggest takeaway after COVID, after losing everybody is just, to live your life consciously live in this moment because this is the only thing that's guaranteed to us and um, there's so much to experience and feel like and to not numb ourselves with our phones or with you know worries about tomorrow because I am an overthinker but um, I've realized with that we numb so much of ourselves you know and then we're not experiencing anything that's joyous in our lives and that's something that I consciously try to work on well very well said and uh, with that, we come to the end of the show. Unless Priya, you want to divulge some secret, oh, which secret? you have not. Well, then I've already let in. I feel like this is the most vulnerable I've been in an interview. No, I was warned by Mrinalini that you are quite private. So I said, no, uh, I will draw her out because uh, I think she has a lot. You know, still waters run deep. So I know that you have a lot of depth and you can see that in your share. Uh, the amazing depth that you have and I'm so overwhelmed with it because it's very rare to find people in your profession 
to be you know real person if you know what i mean the real person sometimes just gets lost in their career they yeah. even i forget who they really are or were so you know it's like I, i'm also guilty of that um mm-hmm. you know i'm also guilty of that because when you're young you feel like you have so much to prove to yourself to your family financially you know the burden that you take on and everything and you kind of start hustling so much to the point where you forget your way back home to yourself and um i don't think it's something that people can uh do unless they're comfortable with what they've done with their work or whatever goals that they set out to do and for me i think i no longer um no longer identify myself as this actor i kind of just see myself more wholesome as a person i'm open to life for the first time i think i'm open to life and to allow life to happen the way that it's meant to be because i realize nothing i planned for has happened and there's no control that i have over anything all i can do is kind of work on myself and make sure that i'm um happy in this moment i kind of am at peace i'm not looking for the next uh high with in terms of you know materialistic things or with uh with people or experiences i kind of want to go more inward um because i feel like that would be more lasting and like i said i want to be for myself before i can give myself to someone else even if that someone else is my parent or my friend or my future partner um you know i think it's important and i hope this list was eclectic enough for people because it was very meaningful to me and i know it's fun to different languages and you know people might not be aware of them but i hope that you can people would kind of search them and kind of look up the meanings of these songs and understand why it is so important to me no i'm sure they will and uh, the uh, since i have a global audience uh, there'll be indians and there'll be other people from across the globe and you know i've had guests with songs of different languages so this thing so it's uh, it's the it's, as i said music has no barriers and music is a form where you can just resonate with the song and more importantly is your share so the my thing is to draw the real priya and i think i managed quite a bit so that's why one last chance uh, of give, giving away any more secret that you have and if you don't have you know when you find your true love or when you find that other when you find the love that you that everybody looks for some people get it some people don't get it and that's also fine at the end of the day it's love is not about having a partner and all you can be you can be happy even without a partner in life if you know what i mean so gone were the days when you had to get married and you had to have children and all that i don't think that is so important today i mean the younger generation i think know what their priorities are and so you being a complete you is more important then you know finding somebody to complete you that's what i like about you priya from what i hear you say is that you want to be you know a complete you it's not it's not that you're dependent on somebody else to complete you so if the somebody else comes like we say the other not not the better half but the other half if they come good if not you're happy as you are am i right because that's what i see from your share your story and the way you have shaped up that you are very confident of yourself as a person so i thank you all thank you i realize with life sometimes you can be more lonely in a relationship than without Absolutely. a relationship that is exactly what i keep saying that i'd rather be alone than be lonely in a crowd 
that's yeah. that's my favorite uh, sentiment when i give uh, you know wisdom to people and that's what i say always that i would rather be alone than be lonely in a crowd or lonely even you know in, in any kind of relationship so that yeah. is important and i think you have that already in you that you're not going to settle for anything less so if somebody walks into your life then the person has to compliment you the person has to be unforgettable <laughs> exactly unforgettable and has to know as you rightly said has to know that you are unforgettable too that's when you know the the complimentary partnership happens so it's not when you say the better half you're actually saying one is lesser than the other so it's not actually the right comment to make but people make that and I don't understand i think what they have said <laughs> or they say significant other but everybody is significant you know so there's no such thing as one is up, above the other and that's what i say that, that you only get into a partnership if you find the right person you know otherwise be happy as you are yes yes so i wish you all the best and i shall be keeping a track of your uh, progression because i've really enjoyed the way you have blossomed and uh, i loved your story of you know how uh, from being a down to earth person you have taken your celebrity status in your stride you have not let it go to your head okay so that i really like because it's I it's really a choice really with my family i don't think they really uh, i don't think they're enamored by anything that i do for them it's something i do for my pleasure <laughs> I just had a show that released in Telugu after like 10 years and I was like telling my parents I'm like why aren't you guys watching it I'm like at least watch it like say something but you know I, nobody takes what I do seriously and I think even if I wanted to try to throw a few tantrums and be a nakhre wali at home no one's having it no <laughs> because I think uh, the whole your atmosphere your your upbringing everything is about being natural so that's why they don't but there is an outside world who will make up for all this you know and will uh, go after you so it balances out thank you so much it was lovely chatting it was lovely having you and it was really um, i'm sure the audience will love it and uh, i look forward that if you find something and you go and discover some more insights or some life altering moments then we shall have a second episode of an interview with you how's that sounds sounds like a plan <laughs>